Namaskaram. Om Namo Bhagavate Sri Arunachalaramanaya. Tomorrow, the 1st of September, is celebrated as Bhagavan's Advent. Advent means arrival. There are different types of arrival. We can arrive in a place we've never been to before. We can arrive in a place that we have visited a few times. Or we can arrive in the, the place we come from. We can arrive back at our, the place where we belong. Um, that is a return. So Bhagavan's advent is his return to Arunachala. Because Arunachala, well, Bhagavan is Arunachala himself. He was born in human form in Tiruchuri. He spent some of his childhood in Madurai. But eventually he returned to where he belonged, which is Arunachala. So the, the return of Bhagavan to Tiruvannamalai is for us all a very significant event in his life. Um, but more than just the physical event, what is most important is what is represented by that. What does Bhagavan's return to Arunachala represent? It represents the aim of our life, our return to our source, our return to uh, to subside deep back into the heart uh, from which we have emerged and where we must eventually return. So this is the significance of Bhagavan's uh, return. It's our return, what his, his return to Arunachar uh, signifies our return to our source. That is our aim. So, and in the life of Bhagavan, the physical event of his coming to Tiruvannamalai, that is symbolic of what actually happened um, six weeks earlier in Madurai. That is the, the truly important event is what happened in, um, in that day in um, sometime around middle of July in 1896 in Madurai, when that, um, that great fear of death came to him and that uh, drew his mind back within. He turned his mind back within, then and there he merged back into Arunachala, into his source, into the, the one reality, that which is come eva advitium, one only without a second. That is Arunachala, that is Bhagavan. So this is what we are all aiming for. Bhagavan has sung about this in verses 1 and 2 of Arunachala Ashtakam. Um, when, in the early days, soon after Arunachala Ashtakam had been uh, composed and published, some people took it literally to mean that... Um, but it was only after coming to Arunachala that the final um, absorption in the source took place. But in later years, Bhagavan made it very clear what happened on that day in Madurai, that was final. For example, Bhagavan once said, the sun that rose in, um, in Madurai is the same sun that is has been shining ever since, the same somebody shining here. In other words, the dawn of jnana that occurred in, um, 
in, on that day in Madurai, that is permanent, that is eternal. That was the complete, uh, that is the individual that was aware of itself as I am Venkataraman. That individual was completely absorbed in Arunachala. From that moment on, what shone through that, um, that body that we call Bhagavan, that was Arunachala alone. Arunachala Ramana alone was shining through that body. And what is Arunachala Ramana? As Bhagavan himself uh, uh, explained, Arunachala Ramana is the Paramatma, the, uh, the, the ultimate uh, self, but exists uh, blissfully as Aribu. Aribu means awareness. Here it refers to the, the fundamental awareness I am, Satchit. Um, he is that which shiny as awareness in the cave of the heart lotus of all different jivas, beginning with Hari. That means from the highest god to the most insignificant insect in the heart of every jiva, that which is shiny as I, that as a fundamental awareness I, that is our natural Ramana. So that alone is what shone through the form of uh, of um, Bhagavan Ramana from that moment onwards. Um, so, and that alone is our Guru. That is, as Bhagavan explained, though Guru ever exists in our heart as our own self, as our own reality, as Atma Swarupa, as the fundamental awareness I am, because our minds are outward going, it is necessary for a guru to appear outwardly in human form in order to tell us the term within. So that is the reason why the eternal guru, who is ever existing and shining in our heart, appeared outwardly in the form of Bhagavan Ramana to tell us to turn back within. So, the return of his body, I mean, his body coming to, arriving in Tiruvannamalai was symbolic of what would happen, what had happened in Madurai six weeks earlier when he merged back in his source. What he sings in verse 1 and 2 of Arunachashtakam, it is not to be taken literally, but it was only when Bhagavan returned, uh, came, returned to Arunachala that he looked within and saw the disappearance of the seer. It happened six weeks before. This is what his return to Tiruvannamalai is symbolic of that, as indicated in these two verses. So what Bhagavan says in uh, verse 1, in the first uh, half of the first line, he says, Arivuru Giriena Amadaram. That means it sits calmly as a hill bereft of awareness. Of course, it's not bereft of awareness, it's only seemingly bereft of awareness. Amma Adiseyam Idunseyal Arivari Darkum. Ah, it's uh, action is um, is adiseyam, it is uh, preeminent, it is wonderful. 
uh, difficult for anyone to understand. That is, no one can understand the subtle, the action Bhagavan is referring to here, the sail, is the arrow sail, the action of his grace. It is very, very subtle. So though Arunachal appears as an insentient hill, it seems to be an insentient hill, a hill devoid of awareness, actually it is Jnana Swarupa. Jnana Sambanda, sign of Arunacha, Jnana Tiralai Nindra Peruman. It is a great lord who stands as a vast heap of Jnana. So though Arunacha outwardly appears to be devoid of awareness, it is actually um, Chitsorupa, as Bhagavan says in, um, in the third or third or fourth verse of Arunachana um uh, uh Mani Malai. So that though it appears outwardly insentient, it is actually that Chitswarupa and its act of grace cannot be understood by anyone. It is truly wonderful. Then he goes on to say Aruvaru Siruvaya do uh Adu Mudal Aranachalam miha peridu ena arivinilanga. From my young age, when I was bereft of knowledge, Aranachalam shone in my awareness or in my mind as something exceedingly great. That is the greatest of all things, that is Aranachalam. That was clearly shining in his mind from his young age when he was bereft of knowledge. That is, before knowing any other thing, the one thing that was shining in Bhagavan's heart was in his awareness was Arunachalam. And then he goes on to say, Arihilan uh, Adam Porol. I did not know its uh, Porol, its, uh, its significance, its reality, what it actually it is. Adu Tiravanamalai Ena Oruvanal Arivuru Petram. Even after uh, coming to know from someone that it is Tiravanamalai. He still didn't understand its significance. And then in the last line he says, Arivine Marul Urutu Aruhinil Eka That means when it enchanted my mind and drew me, uh, drew me near, Aruhurum Amayam Idu Achilam Arkandain At the opportune time of coming near, I saw it to be Achalam. Achalam means, we can understand it in two senses here. Achalam, that is the, the literal meaning of Achalam. It is what is devoid of chalana, devoid of movement. Uh, so a hill uh, is, devoid, is, is called Achalam because it is devoid of movement. But the, what is truly devoid of movement, all phenomena appear and disappear. Ego appears and disappears. Appearing and disappearing is itself a type of movement. So what is truly achalam is only pure being. Satchit alone is achalam. So that is what this uh, hill form of Arunachal represents. It is that satchit, that fundamental reality, our own real nature. So when he said he, he saw it to be achalam, it has a double meaning. It can mean he saw it to be a hill 
or he saw it to be what is motionless. What is motionless is pure being. And then in verse 2, he goes on to say, um, th this is very, 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 very uh, significant and important verse. It is because of this verse that some people took, taking the, this, uh, the, the meaning of these two verses literally rather than symbolically took it to mean that Bhagavan actually the final um, uh, merging of Bhagavan in the source happened only when he came, physically came to Tiruvannamalai. But Bhagavan made it, as I said, Bhagavan made it clear this wasn't the case. So he ended the uh, previous verse saying, I saw. I saw it to be Achala. So then he begins this verse, Kandavan Evan Ena Karutinil Karutinil Nada Kandavan Indrida Nindradu Kane. When he doesn't, but that is in Tamil, Bhagavan often writes in Tamil in an extremely impersonal way. So he, he what he says is, um, the literal meaning is when investigating within the mind who the seer is. He doesn't say who investigated, but obviously who is to investigate it. The seer is to investigate who the seer is. Um, in other words, it's ego. As ego, we are to investigate who we as ego are, to see what we actually are. Um, ego is not what we actually are, but only looking at our, now we seem to be ego. So only looking at ourselves, who now seem to be ego, can we see what we actually are. So when investigating within the mind who the seer is, Kandavan Indrida Nindradu Kande, I saw what remained when the seer uh, thereby became non-existent. Thereby is not there, but that's the implication. Kandavan Indrida means uh, when the seer became non-existent. Nindradu means what stands or what remains. Kandain. I saw what remained when the seer uh, became non-existent. So who is the I who saw that? The I, obviously, the seer when the seer, seer means ego, when the seer looks within to see who it actually is, what is seen is what remains when the seer ceases to exist. Obviously, when the seer has ceased to exist, the seer cannot see its own, uh, cannot see what remains when it has ceased to exist. So what sees, what sees what remains after the seer has, after ego has ceased to exist is only what remains. That is, what remains after the cessation of ego is only pure awareness, only satchit. So satchit alone can see satchit. Satchit is what remains alone when ego uh, ceases, Satchit alone is what sees Satchit. And that Satchit, that is Aranachala, that is Bhagavan. So, um, Bhagavan didn't say he saw the disappearance of ego, he said he saw what remained when ego disappeared, because in the view of Aranachala, in the view of Satchit, there never is any such thing as ego. So, if if we as ego look within to see who we actually are, ego will thereby cease to exist, and what will remain shining, knowing itself as ever, is the pure awareness. So the wording here, 
is so significant. Bhagavan is very, very subtle and precise in the way he words things. Then he goes on to say, here he, he says he saw that, but then he goes on to say, Kandanan Endrida Karutu Era Ille. That means the, the mind, Karutu, does not rise to say, I saw. That is, there's no, after ego has ceased to exist, there's no I to rise and say, I have seen. As Bhagavan says in um, verse 33 of Uludunapadu, to say I have known myself or I have not known myself, both are equally um, ridiculous. Because there's, there, once we know ourselves, there is no I remaining to say I have seen. So nowadays we have so many people who say, I have attained self-realization, come to me, I will give you jnana or whatever. Anyone who says, I have attained self-realization, has clearly not attained, because there's still an I there to say, I have attained. So this is what Bhagavan is, is, is teaching us here. The very, very deep and subtle teachings Bhagavan is giving us here. So after saying, the mind does not rise to say, I saw, he goes on to say, Kandilan Enjida Karutu Erumarin. So in what way or how can the mind rise to say, I did not see? That is, after the uh, dissolution of ego, there's no rising either to say, I saw or I did not see. This cannot be adequately expressed in words. So he goes on to say, Vindu idu vilakidu virul uruvona vindile Panduni Vilakine Endral. The meaning of this is who has the power to elucidate this by speaking when in ancient times even you elucidated it without speaking? Even you, he's referring to Aranachala as Dakshinamurti. Dakshinamurti revealed the truth to the Sanakadi Rishis in silence, without saying anything. Because this truth is beyond the range of mind and therefore beyond the range of words. So ultimately, the, the ultimate truth can be revealed only in silence. Because silence is the very nature of Satchit. Silence is pure being. And then he um, he ends the verse saying, "Vindidadu unnile vilakida endre vintalam achalama vilankida nindrai." Only to elucidate your state, implying your state of silent and motionless aware, pure awareness. Only to elucidate your state without speaking, you stood as a hill or you stood motionlessly, shining from earth to sky. Though actually beyond the limits of both. Though, though Aranatya seems to be a physical form, shining from earth to sky, it's actually beyond all limits. It is, uh, uh, is uh, satyam uh, jnanam anantam. It is pure being, it is pure uh, uh, awareness, and it is an anthem, it is without any limits, as it is, as it is described in uh, Upanishad, Satyam Jnanam Anantam. 
So what Bhagavan teaches us in these uh, two verses is the significance of his of the outward uh, the outward uh, what happened physically he's returning to Arunachala but the inner significance of that is what is revealed in these two verses so actually it was in Madurai that Bhagavan looked within and saw the, what remained when Basia uh, disappeared um, but um, relating this to the symbolic event of his of the, his physically returning from uh, returning to Arunachala, the source. Well, he is Arunachala himself, so he's returning to himself, and that is what we all have to do. We have to return to where we came from, and the way to return to where we came from is what he teaches in this verse. We need to look within to see who is the seer. If we look within deep enough, the seer will cease to exist and what will then remain shining, that is Arunachala Ramana. Uh, so this is the true significance of this, uh, of this sacred day, Bhagavan's advent, Bhagavan's return to Arunachala. Om Namo Bhagavate Sri Arunachala Ramanaya I have a question. Do we need to be in Tiruvannamalai? We believe it is good to visit Tiruvannamalai, but since it is said that Arunachala is in our heart, is it not a contradiction to believe that it is good to be there? It's not actually a contradiction. Um, of course, being in Tiruvannamalai is a great blessing, because but. Arunachala and Bhagavan are in no way limited to time or place. Bhagavan is eternal. That is, though Bhagavan was born at a certain, on a certain day in, in, in human form, in, um, uh, in, in um, 1879, uh, uh, he's actually the eternal reality. So he's not limited in, in time. Uh, so Bhagavan is, uh, when Bhagavan was about to leave the body and the devotees were weeping, they, they, uh, Bhagavan said, where can I, and they were praying to him, Bhagavan, you shouldn't leave us. Bhagavan said, how can I leave? Where can I go? I am always here. That is, he, he is omnipresent. He is present in all times and in all places. He is ever present in our hearts. So, this is why it is said, mere by mere remembrance of Arunachala, Mukti is assured. Bhagavan has uh, clearly indicated, I mean, Bhagavan has said the same. For example, in, um, in, uh, in the final line of verse, um, verse 10 of Arunachala Patikam, he says, um, or to min we call ulamadil olirid we koli arunamagiriel. Yeah, yeah. O souls, be saved by thinking of the great Arana hill, this killer of the soul who shines in the heart. So Bhagavan clearly says, 
we can be saved merely by thinking of this great Arana Hill because he is always shining in the heart, always waiting to devour us, he's always waiting to feed upon us. That's why he says that is the killer of the soul. So we can be saved even if we uh, if we are fortunate to uh, come to Tiruvannamalai to spend time in Tiruvannamalai. That is, of course, a great blessing. But we shouldn't think if we are not able to be in Tiruvannamalai, but we are missing out on anything because our, the grace of Arunachal Ramana is omnipresent. It's, uh, it's available in all times and in all places because it's ever shiny in our heart. As he says, it, um, he says here, Ulamadil Olia, he's ever shining in our heart as I. So, we, we, mere thought of Aranacha, Smaranat Aranacham is enough to give uh, liberation. So, it is not necessary to be in Taravanamle, but if we, we have the opportunity to be in Taravanamle, of course, it's a great blessing. So, Ultimately, whether we're in Tiruvannamalai or not in Tiruvannamalai, it is determined by Prarabdha. But Prarabdha is the fruit of our past actions that Bhagavan has allotted for us to experience in this lifetime. He allots those fruit that will be most beneficial for us. So whatever happens in our life is what is best for us. So if we happen to be in Tirvanamalai, at that time, that is what is best for us. If we happen now to be outside Tirvanamalai, away from Tirvanamalai, even thousands of miles away, that is what is best. Because what is most important is not just being physically in the presence of Arunachal, being mentally in his presence by always having Arunachal Ramla in our mind. And Arunachal Ramla is always shining in our heart as I. So by turning our attention within to hold on to him in our heart as I, that is the best way to be in the, that is truly being in the sanity of Arunachal Ramla. The, the physical sanity, of course, it's beneficial, but it is far less important than our whole mind and heart being in his presence by turning within and holding on to him in our heart where he is ever shining as I. So when the opportunity is there, grab the opportunity with both hands. When the opportunity is not there, let us not regret it. Let us remember he's ever shining in our heart as I. Om Namo Bhagavate Sri Arunachala Ramanaya